0: Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to Home Energy Design, a podcast that teaches you how to design a beautiful home and life and make sure it's energy aligned. I'm your host, Amanda Gates, and I'm a professional interior designer, realtor, and advanced feng shui practitioner. And these combined skills have made me an energy design expert, helping you find, create, and design the home and life you've always dreamed of. Are you ready? Hell yeah. Let's do this. Hey everyone welcome to the show I'm your host Amanda Gates and today we're gonna be having a feng shui ramble gamble it's a ramble gamble because I have a lot of things bouncing around in my head this morning that I really want to talk about but I don't really make sense maybe they do I'm not sure Everything's just kind of smushed together. It's really a response to many of the emails that we've been getting just about what's going on in the world and how people feel and the angst and, you know, I get it. I get it. It's, it's kind of crazy out there. Uh, but I want to do um, a feng shui ramble to gamble to hopefully bring it somewhat together. Um, but, you know, it's a it's a ramble uh about things that are on my head and are in my head and it's definitely going to be a gamble because it may or may not make sense or you know (laughs) you may feel like you're about to go on a wild ride down a rabbit hole with Amanda and you may be saying to yourself where the hell is she going with this but I I think I think I have it somewhat organized you're gonna hear me banging around in the office this morning because I'm gonna be sharing with you um, some of my favorite authors and I've got all these books in front of me and I'm gonna be shifting things around I'll probably be hitting my desk and the recording is gonna pick up all of this but hey we're gonna run with it right so uh, you know I've been getting a lot of emails from folks that are just they're overwhelmed uh anxiety is through the roof you know we had the whole pandemic situation kind of blow up in our faces last year the unexpected which if you've been listening to this show we knew something big was happening we just didn't know exactly what that looked like it's kind of like being told a car crash is going to happen but you don't know when where or how it's going to be or who it's going to involve so uh we had that happen and definitely uh switched our lives around and and brought some uh, new awarenesses to us hopefully some good ones I know that some people are focusing predominantly on the negative but there are so many gifts that we can find uh in our current state of affairs in our current world and I understand uh I've had Amy Ray on the show uh before and she's a dear friend of mine and she suffers from ADHD and also uh massive amounts of uh anxiety and i know that she's been having a a very challenging time um she was forced to close her studio last year uh you know she had a, a a flourishing reiki practice and uh but she was forced to close her studio and so because of that she was forced to go out and get a real job and, you know, for anybody, whether you were working in corporate or working for yourself, for a lot of people, your circumstances have dramatically changed. Um, it could be for the good, it could be for the bad. Um, I don't think that either really exists. It's more about navigating uh, how things are now. And, really seeing the gift in uh the spiritual aspect of saying okay uh that's how I was doing things before uh and well that doesn't really work now right Uh, I have a lot of friends that are out of work, despite the fact that uh, I keep hearing on uh, the radio and seeing on social media that everything is fine, the world is back to normal. We have, you know, the lowest unemployment rates ever. In fact, I heard on the radio yesterday that here in Nashville, like, unemployment rates have uh, dropped below what they were this time last year, which is a bunch of bullshit, if you ask me. I think that... um, There's a lot of media that's out there that's trying to bubble gum and duct tape all of this back together uh, to help people who are freaking out. And yes, I think part of it is good, but I think that a lot of uh, the purpose of this, the reason why we're going through this is it's to force us to pivot. That's what this is all about. The old ways of doing things no longer work. And I had Rebecca Dawson on the show at the beginning of the year, and she was talking about how we're really stepping into this golden era. And if you're experiencing this enormous amount of angst and overwhelm and anxiety, that can be really hard to grasp. Wait, what? This is the golden era? (laughs) we're not in it quite yet. We have to go through the shit first. We don't just get to go from high times to a higher time. We have to have contrast. In order to understand light, you have to have dark, right? So I have a lot of friends that are out of work. I have a lot of friends that are struggling. They're doing the bubblegum and duct tape of, you know, uh, many of them have had to move back home. And, you know, they're in their late 30s, early 40s. Some have kids. And so this paradigm of, oh my God, I can't believe I'm 40 and I'm living with my parents. I'll tell you what, if my parents didn't live all the way in freaking Arizona, my ass would be living with them. I would love to live with my parents and I'm in my 40s. So I think that we're focusing on the wrong things. And the reason why you may have judgment or expectations about how things should look is because you're thinking that it should look a certain way, but are you really focusing on what's best for you? Are you really focusing on what works for you? A lot of people, like my one friend, he is 45 years old and he's struggling to find work right now, um, I think as of yesterday, he has sent out over 480 resumes and he's only heard back from five. So that can be really discouraging. And I actually offered to him, hey, you know, I've, I've, I live in a three bedroom home. I'm like, you can live in one of my, my bedrooms. I don't care. Like, it would be fine. And his humility can't get past the fact that he's in his 40s and he needs help. That's bullshit. One of the ways that we are going to thrive moving forward, I talk about it on this show all the time, the way that we are going to make it in the future is through collaboration and community and teamwork and coming together and working together. Being a freaking island and doing everything yourself no longer applies. So what our world looked in 2019 and past that no longer exists. So you've got to let go of the judgment. You got to let go of what everybody else thinks. Who gives a shit? I don't care. You can't focus on what you think this should look like and what your outcome should be because that means that you're trying to control the outcome and you're putting expectations in the way of something that the universe could bring you that could be even freaking better than what you could ever imagine. Because your imagination is far more limited than what the universe can provide for you. The universe has so many amazing gifts that it can give you. But if you're limited by what you think the outcome should be, you're opening yourself up to maybe one or two options when the universe is over there going, uh, well, I have like 500 amazing things that I could gift you if you would just stop your bullshit of worrying and anxiety and... (laughs) you know, open yourself up to more. There's so many great things that are out there. So like I said, it's going to be a ramble-gamble today. I'm going to be all over the place. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to share with you, um, I read a lot. I talk about that on the show uh, quite a bit. I share in Mastering Feng Shui, uh, many of my favorite books. I think I've listed, I don't know, 15 or 20 books in there that are like recommended reading. And honestly, I'd love to put in there like 100, but i probably overwhelm the students <laughs> if I did that. Um but I'm going to share four today that I think really help with um, just the emails that we're getting with the, the people who are overwhelmed. Um, a lot of people are struggling financially right now. And again, you know, I think that because of societal expectations and what society has put down on us, we think this has to look a certain way. And so that limits us on being solution-oriented. We think that, okay, I'm financially struggling, so that means I have to get a job, I have to make more money, I have to pay my bills. Well, if you take a step back and you look at the situation, and let's take uh, the example of moving back in with your parents or family or friends. If you were to do that for six months to a year, how much relief would that provide you? If you knew that you had a roof over your head and you were going to be safe and secure, how much peace of mind would that add to your life? (sighs) Right? I'm telling you right now, if I wasn't in Nashville and my parents were just down the road, my ass would be living with them. I love my parents. Oh my God. I, I just... I, I don't think I, I moved out when I was 17 years old and I have not lived with them ever since. I've, I've been on my own since I was 17 and I did not value or appreciate the joy of living with family because I was young and dumb and I wanted to get the hell out of Dodge because I knew so much better right (laughs) oh my god I want to be away from the adults and I want to go and do my own thing and I want my freedom and I want you know to do whatever the hell I want to and I don't want anybody telling me what to do well you know fast forward to now I would absolutely love being able to cook dinner with my mom and sit down and have family dinner every night. I would love to be able to converse with my mom and my pops and talk about how their day was, what they did, you know, and to tell them about all my weird shit. I've always been a weird child, you know, with my spiritual stuff and my feng shui. And it's been such a joy over the years to see them slowly but surely come over to the conversion of, okay, yeah. I don't really understand what the hell you do, but uh, I get it. Like sort of, I think maybe maybe this feng shui stuff is real. <laughs> you know, they're almost seventy now, and they're they're starting to come around. But what a gift to be able to spend that time with them and to slow down and be present with them and to soak up all their knowledge and their wisdom. I mean, they've been on this planet almost seventy years, and to have that time with them. You know, they're not going to be here forever. And I know that there's a lot of people that listen to this show that have lost their parents. What a gift would it have been if you had been able to live with them for a year and to see them and to spend more time with them. Ah, oh, what a joy. I would do that in a second. But there's a lot of options that are out there. And that's what this time is all about. It's about community. It's about coming together. It's about uh, looking at the way we're treating our planet. It's about our work habits and how poorly we have done in that avenue of busy bubble. Let's be busy to be productive and I have to be busy to be fancy and important and if I'm idle, that means I'm lazy. We, we got all this nonsense in our heads that it isn't real, which is all about what the Buddhists call the Maya, the illusion of it all. And it's all stuff that we've bought into that we've been conditioned to believe is real and it's not, it doesn't exist. It's just all the preconceived notions that we've built up around us. And the pandemic forced us to be at home and it forced us to slow down. And a lot of people didn't like it. A lot of people didn't like it one bit and they were crawling up the walls and they wanted to get you know the heck out of their houses. And you know that wasn't the point. The point was to take a step back and go, huh, actually, I like this being present. I like the fact that we're sitting down as a family. I like the fact that I'm spending more time outside. I like the fact that my pace is slower. So there's a lot of gifts in this. And my hope today is that with this Ramble Gamble, I'm gonna share uh, these four favorite books of mine. And um, you know, I'm only sharing little dinky, tiny, tiny little excerpts from them. But I'm hoping that it catapults you into some inspiration and motivation to get your ass in gear, to look from a different perspective. And I want to say, you know, a dear friend of mine, um, she is an author, but she also knows astrology very, very well. Uh, Just before the pandemic hit last year, I remember she and I had had a meeting at Whole Foods and she was looking at my chart and... One of the things that I love about the way that she views astrology, she's an evolutionary astrologer. So she looks at it from a sole purpose, not about when you're going to get the new job or, you know, some really great things are going to be coming into your life or, you know, this year's going to be abundant. She really looks at it from a whole life perspective, from when you're born to, you know, technically when you would maybe pass. Like, you know, if the average person lives to be 80 looking at your chart as a whole and looking at the planetary alignments from a soul purpose and getting into the meat of it of you know here's what you are here to do and here is why you're going to experience these things because it's going to force your soul to grow in these ways. Well, she and I met and it was really quite beautiful because she was she told me she's like you've got to feed your moon. And at the time I was like I don't know what the hell that means. I was like, okay, explain to me in kindergarten terms, like what that means. And so it, my moon is in Taurus, which means that security and stability are very, very important to me. But also, Taurus is all about the senses. So I love food because it tastes good, I love nature because it's beautiful. I love fabric because of the textures and how it feels. So I'm very um, sensory about things and that is because of my Taurus moon. So she told me that. I really needed to spend and this was before the pandemic hit she said you know you just really need to spend this year feeding your moon and the reason why i needed to feed my moon last year is because it's conjunct uranus right now and uranus is this planet of revolution and you know major changes and shifts and unexpected shocks and she's like you're going to have these events that could possibly occur that are going to shock you and because it's you know conjunct on top of your moon it's going to it could cause an emotional roller coaster for you because your moon is your emotions so she said feed your moon eat really good things drink really great wine or whatever it is Um, have a really delicious cup of coffee get out into nature and hug those trees you know Uh, Wrap yourself up in your favorite blankets, just, you know, really get into those senses and and the the security and the safety of things. And man, she was right, because when the pandemic, you know, happened, I had already been doing those things. And it was just it really fed my moon. So that was a, a more of a personal thing for me and, and you know, you may not know anything about your moon or what you're doing or, but, you know, you know the things what, that are your go-tos. You know the things that trigger you and you know what are the things that bring you contentment, peace, and happiness. So the goal is do more of those things, right? So my hope is today to give you some spiritual context about how we lose ourselves, how we get caught up in identity roles which uh, I have a great quote uh, a great excerpt from Eckhart Tolle's A New Earth um, about how we get caught up in the shoulds coulds and woulds Um, and 99% of the time the things that we should could would are based on other people's expectations even though you may not even realize that you're doing it like I can't move back in with my parents what would my friends think who gives a shit How about what it would bring to you? Or what if you moved in with a friend? How could it bring you closer? How could it make your life, you know, thrive? How great would it be to have somebody in your life that could potentially support you in unimaginable ways? Ah, what a gift. I think that's the big thing is we have to learn to see the gifts in anything. So I've got some excerpts from Carolyn Mace who help us with that. She's got a great list of things of what we need to focus on to help us gain clarity. And I've also got uh, a great excerpt from excerpt. That's a hard word to say. (laughs) Uh, From Mike Dooley. He's another one of my favorite authors, uh, authors and, um, he's got a great list of how we lose ourselves and why it matters. Why, you know, as the human condition, um, how we can get really lost in those roles and, and have identity crises, um, and, and lose our spiritual path. And I should mention it, it this is not to, uh, you know, make you feel bad that, oh gosh, well, I'm I'm suffering from anxiety. Is there something wrong with me because I can't smell the roses? And I, no, I mean, one of my uh, best teachers about this experience has been Amy and seeing her level of anxiety go through the roof. And it can be the simplest of things that triggers her. It could literally uh be as simple as an email that's you know you can't really understand the context of it which is the problem with text messages and emails and it can be something that simple that will cause her to spiral or it could be something that someone says or it could be something that she just sees while she's driving down the street that triggers her and so She has really been my greatest teacher because I don't suffer from anxiety and I don't suffer from ADHD. Although I do have times where I can't focus (laughs) because I get excited about things, but it has been really, uh, such a gift for me to be able to walk her through these experiences and to see, uh, how she's floating through, the craziness that our world is right now and being able to help her come off the ledge and saying, okay, you know, from my standpoint, here's what seems rational to me. And that could be a trigger for her. What the hell do you mean rational? (laughs) So... It's hard for me sometimes to relate because I don't experience it, but I know that a lot of you who are out there that listen to this, because I've received your emails, that you were experiencing the same things. And so my... The point of doing this Ramble Gamble today is to, one, encourage you to get these books. They're amazing. I mean, I've had these in my library forever and ever, and it's one of the reasons why I always talk about on this show, when you cultivate your chi, you need to add spiritual matter into your life, and it needs to be done daily. And the reason you want to do it daily, I always recommend, like I usually get up around 5, 5.30 in the morning, and I spend the first hour of my day doing something spiritual, it could be that I meditate. It could be that I do yoga. Most of the time, I'm I'm either watching spiritual videos or I'm reading spiritual texts. And what it does is it puts my mind into the right frame of mind for the day. It helps me, I guess you can call it more like an anchor. It kind of anchors me into purpose and anchors me into the bigger picture. So when all the trivial shit starts getting thrown at me, You know, people call them, a lot of times they'll say, I've been putting out fires all day. Well, you can get really swept up in other people's issues and you can get really swept up in other people's energy. And if you're not anchored, you're gonna float away. And so that to me is where anxiety can really um, take hold of you. And so the tips that I'm gonna offer today are not my own. Um, I'm going to be offering excerpts from Mike Dooley Carolyn Mace and also Eckhart Tolle, Um, and I'll share the books with you and the pages that I'm I'm sharing with you. But my hope is is that with this ramble gamble of, um, you know, just the experiences that I've had and the the things that have been going on in my own life and what I've seen and what I've heard from from y'all, you know, sending in your messages, I'm hoping that this will help. move forward through the summer and and move forward through 21. Because, you know, as I've mentioned before, the energy is going to continue to get intense. And if you uh, can envision uh, a steel worker who works with steel, they have to heat the steel up very, very, very hot to get it to bend. And in a lot of ways, that's what 2020 was all about. It was meant to heat us up to get us to bend and flex and to become newer, better, stronger versions of ourselves. But we have to let go and we have to surrender in order to do that. And it can feel like a lot, and I've seen this with Amy, is that it can be really overwhelming because you feel like you're giving up everything and you're changing everything. And it's not just one thing, but it's 20 things. But just think of yourself as a piece of iron that's being heated up to be molded into something amazing. The better, more evolved version of yourself, which is incredible. That is a true gift. So the first two things I'm going to share with you are just some reasons behind the purpose of, you know, the events that we go into to our lives and why they can disrupt us we'll call it it'll be like a disruptor like in feng shui all right so this is eckhart tolle a new earth uh this was introduced uh i know oprah brought this out let me look and see when this was written so 2005 is when this came out most everybody i know has uh read this book i would recommend that you reread it because as you evolve and you grow in your spiritual practice you're going to see and hear new things as you read it but uh he says on page 90 pre-established roles so this is what Eckhart Tolle says of course different people fulfill different functions in the world it cannot be otherwise as far as intellectual or physical abilities are concerned whether it's knowledge skills talents even energy levels human beings differ widely What really matters is not what function you fulfill in this world, but whether you identify with your function to such an extent that it takes you over, just completely takes you over and becomes a role that you play. When you play roles, you are unconscious. When you catch yourself playing a role, that recognition creates a space between you and the role. It is the beginning of freedom from the role. When you are completely identified, however, with a role, you confuse a pattern of behavior with who you are and you take yourself very seriously. You also automatically assign roles to others that correspond to yours. Oh my God, side note, how many people are doing that with the damn politics and the, the vaccine? Okay, for example, when you visit a doctor you who are totally identified with their role, to them, You are not a human being. You're simply a patient or a case history. Although the social structures in the contemporary world are less rigid than in ancient cultures, there are still many pre-established functions and roles that people readily identify with, which thus becomes a part of the ego. This causes human interactions to become inauthentic, dehumanized, and alienating. Those pre-established roles may give you a somewhat comforting sense of identity, but ultimately... You lose yourself in them. The functions people have in their hierarchical organizations, such as the military, church, or government institution, maybe even a large corporation, easily lend themselves to becoming role identities. Authentic human interactions become impossible when you lose yourself in a role. So I wanted to mention this. Again, this is Eckhart Tolle. These are not my words. This is Eckhart Tolle from A New Earth, page 90, 90 and 91. And I thought that that was really important to mention because many of the emails that I'm getting on people's anxiety, one, anxiety about just what's going on in the world um, and anxiety about lack of control And what I'm seeing the most is lack of control about finances and job. So people are feeling obligated and they feel expected to. And the thing is, is that I say it all the time on the show. My teacher has said many, many, many times to me over the years. If you don't like the view from the mountaintop, turn around So what is it in your life that you are rigidly trying to force or expect something out of? You're trying to control that outcome when if you simply surrender and turn around, you get a new opportunity and you get a new view. How can you step out of those roles and step into your authentic self? Because that's how you're going to get into the flow, that chi flow. That's cultivated chi right there. So, you know, how can you step out of what you think this should look like and then become a little bit more bendy and flexible, get heated up a little. All right. Uh, next one is from Carolyn Mace. This is from Sacred, Sacred Contracts. Um, excellent book. Um, this is actually from the very beginning. Uh, page 18. Your divine potential is the fullest expression of your spirit. It is discovering the depths of your capacity to create and express love, compassion, forgiveness, generosity, and wisdom. My, oh my, if our world could just be that, right? Okay. Your divine potential becomes more audible as you release your need to know why things happen as they do. Ah, ding, ding, ding. There's letting go of that outcome. It becomes more perceptible as you decide to look beyond the physical plane of life past what the Buddhists call maya or the illusion of it all. Never revealing its full measure at once, your potential is what motivates you to discover the greatest purpose and greatest meaning of your life. We are meant to struggle because this helps us make the right choices. Our divine potential calls us to rise above the self's basic needs for survival in the physical world. We're called to grow beyond ourself, but we cannot grow spiritually only by using intellect. And guess where our world is? Oh my God. It's all about intellect and reason. Let's like push through logically. Divine order and divine logic are very different and logic earthly logic and reason cannot always be perceived in our minds your altar archetypes are your guides into this realm of symbolic perspective your quest for meaning is in itself a form of spiritual practice such things as why have i been born and how do i find the voice of god within me When you can symbolically read the context of your life, you can make dramatically better choices. And when your life plans are suddenly interrupted, you can choose to view that event as a intervention, like a contract spiritual intervention, rather than viewing it as a crisis. What symbolic vision gives you above all else is choice. The choice to see events as arbitrary and antagonistic which is what most people are doing right now they're seeing all of this as horrible no gifts whatsoever or as Carolyn says you can see these as blessings that are part of the plan in which you have some say in it, you have choice symbolic vision helps you to understand the daily questions that arise for you as well as the spiritual unfoldment of your life So that is from Sacred Contracts, Carolyn Mace. I think that's what is really great about that is saying like, get into the roller coaster, pull down the little safety bar and enjoy the damn ride. You're gonna have ups, you're gonna have downs, but stop trying to control the outcome and really step into the divine contract. Remember, you signed up for it. (laughs) All right. so based on those two things from uh Eckhart Tolle and Carolyn Mace what the hell do we do about it Amanda like this is great I'm experiencing anxiety I'm experiencing uh you know all this trepidation in my life and you're feeling judged you're you're uh feeling out of control um these are all things that I'm hearing from y'all so what do you do about it well I say cultivate your chi you know, I and I'm gonna probably continue to say that until I die because it's the truth. It helps you work through things much faster. You transmute the energy much quicker. But um, I wanted to bring in some outside suggestions and outside help because I think that it will help kind of put things in perspective. And um, you know, n- not everything that we do is for everyone, right? It's not a one size fits all, and and I can't be all things to all people. So maybe some of the things I'm gonna suggest um, from these other two books will help you. So this one is from, uh, deep space with love. This was written by Mike Dooley, uh, with Tracy Farquhar, Farquhar, I think is how you pronounce it. She channels, uh, this great, uh, I guess you can say, uh, community, society, c- we'll call it a civilization. I'm not quite sure, but it's, uh, She channels this uh, community from Brahashka, and uh, they are far more evolved than we are, but what I think is really great about this book uh, is they really talk about how great their community is, how they've risen above all the negativity and the hate and the anger and the greed and the power and, you know, just all the bullshit that we have here in this 3D world. Um, So the question is asked, given your civilization's rise and success, can you share what they would view as the 10 most important values a society or an individual can have to be happy and to be successful so here are their 10 things self-expression I think this one was really important because when I was talking to Rebecca Dawson, she was talking about how we are not here to squeeze ourselves into a box. We are not here to uh, sign up for, oh, well, I'm going to be an attorney or a doctor, even though it doesn't really impress me much, but it's a good paycheck and it'll keep a roof over my head and keep the lights on. That is not self-expression. That's going through the motions to check a society expectation box. Uh, But they say about self-expression. The institutional influences on the will of the individual will often seek to devalue the inherent gifts, talents, and passions of the individual in favor of a lifestyle that forces the individual into a more traditional role of wage earner, consumer, and rule follower. Oh, that's our society right there, right? Self-expression can be seen to be dangerous to that type of institutionalized structure, creativity will be undervalued and those who operate outside of a created structure of limitations will be viewed as delusional or dysfunctional. Oh my god. Last 20 plus years I've been considered delusional because I practice feng shui. <laughs> so the point of this follow your heart. Follow your talents, your gifts. I don't care if that's basket weaving. Do it. You came in with a toolbox of gifts and talents for a reason number two self-worth self-expression is not possible without a sense of the intrinsic value of one feels feeling that sense of self knowing who you are and expressing it really expressing one's dreams and desires and abilities and gifts you know how many of you who listen to this show have something that you would absolutely love to do but it's the fear of how am i gonna make money right how many of you say that uh, the idealized sense of perfection that is held up as the ultimate goal of life is deliberately unattainable and will cause those who adapt to their lives as truth to suffer as never ending sense of lack, which causes them to continually seek to fill that void with consumerism and unhealthy behavior right there. When you are not going after your sole purpose and y'all know what it is. You may be sitting here going, well, I don't know what the hell my sole purpose is. Yes, you do. Anything that you love to do that you can get lost in, that you lose time in, that makes your heart skip a beat. Again, I don't care if it's basket weaving. I don't care if it's making sandcastles. Whatever makes your heart skip a beat, that is your purpose. And when you don't do it, you're dimming your own light. And so what happens is, is because you can feel it intrinsically that you're not uh, turning that light on, you seek other things to try to fill that void. That's where we see drug addictions. We see other addictions. We see overconsumption of shit. You know, that's the problem because you're not really stepping into your uh, purpose or your self worth, as they put. Service, just being able to touch the divine expression by giving back, using your intrinsic gifts to enlighten, uplift, and comfort those around you and improve others' lives. Compassion. Oh my gosh, how much do I talk about compassion on the show? Uh, a heart-centered connection to others through the realization that all beings are intrinsically connected by and to the source energy and as such there is an aspect of ourselves and all others always 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 be kind even if you don't understand why a person is doing something always be kind uh number five playfulness The truth is, is that the temporary nature of your physical existence, all that you are focused on as tragic, horrific, or evil are simply aspects of a transitory, another big word, (laughs) transitory existence. When we are playful, we are in the midst of our most highly creative expressions of ourselves, and we are opening the channels to higher wisdom and guidance through the energetic flow. Think about when you're doing something that you absolutely love, One of the things that I love to do is, well, the show is one of them. I I find that a lot of times, you know, I'll go back years later and I'll listen to a show and I'll be like, that wasn't a part of the show. Like, where the hell did that come? A lot of it ends up, I become a stream of consciousness. I just start channeling shit and it comes out on the show and I don't even realize I say it. Um but that is a form of expression if you like to draw if you like to knit if you like to get lost in nature when you get into that flow space you open yourself up to that creativity and divine wisdom so that's why you want to be a little bit more playful in your life number six patience the act of creation is a process that needs time to coalesce and respond to the frequencies that are creating it so as the pace of life has accelerated with your advances in technology, you have experienced a false sense of urgency with regard to all else in life. This leads to a growing sense that you are running out of time. So you look to instant gratification. Oh my God. So true. So, so true. Slow down, take a step back, think about things, take your time. Um, There is nothing wrong if you need to take a day, a week, a month, how a year to make a decision on something do what you've got to do to connect to your divine source and figure out what's best for you because it's going to be different for everyone number seven allowance much of our society's ills can be traced to a pathological need to control all events and control all people oh good lord is that not the truth you know we're constantly trying to control everyone else's lives leave everybody else alone and focus on your own shit we all got our own stuff to deal with, right? <laughs> Number eight, flexibility. Uh, when one remains flexible with what they believe to be right or wrong, good or bad, desirable or repulsive, one will find the best way to create and be compassionate and forgiving within which to practice kindness and co-creation. Uh, can you hear the angel singing? Uh, I can. And number 10, ooh, this is my favorite one. I love this one. Number 10, imagination. The process of all creation begins with the imagination, which is a form of consciousness in direct connection with the higher vibrations of spirit and source. None of us practice imagination anymore, right? We're so caught up in the busy bubble and the hectic, hectic, go, 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 go. That's where you get caught up in the beta mind. You're just frenetic you cannot possibly tap into source when you're up in the right (laughs) that's a technical term right there Uh, so again the the those are the 10 tips from mike dooley from deep deep space and i just want to add um he adds this great thing at the more towards the i guess this would be the middle of the book on page 118 Um, If you are finding it difficult to fit a 20-minute meditation into your daily practice, it may be a good idea to bring a sense of meditation into your day. So how do you do that? I suggest that you begin early in the morning upon rising to set intentions for what you would like to achieve in that day in the way of higher connection and in intersperse the many activities in your day with small periods of quietude. Whether you're indoors or out, set the intention to quiet your mind, open your senses, and be open to higher connection. Bring the intention of ease into your day. Find moments of simple being rather than doing. Catch your worrying mind and allow it to rest for brief moments of stillness and perhaps be a bit more discerning about the people and the things that you pull into your own energy oh my god that's great advice be more discerning about the people and things that you pull into your own energy oh good grief their tornado is not your tornado right okay that is deep space with love Mike Dooley oh my god an incredible book um Well, actually, they're all incredible. I should stop saying this is my favorite because I have probably, oh, good Lord. I probably have 500 books in this office. And if you pull any one of them out, I'm going to tell you, oh, my God, that's my favorite. (laughs) All right. And finally, um, oh, great words of advice. This is Carolyn Mace again. Um, This is the anatomy of the spirit. This should be required reading for everyone. This book will change your life. In fact, Mastin Kipp, who I had on the show, I believe in January of 2019, um, he became Mastin Kipp, who we all know as the spiritual leader, guru, and coach because of Carolyn Mace and this very book, Anatomy of Spirit another one that will change your life. And I not only recommend this to my students, but I recommend that you read this every couple of years. Every time I read it, I'm like, hot damn, I do not remember reading that. Or I'll reread it and I'll remember it. And I'll be like, ooh, this means something totally different to me now. I get it, like this means something. Um, But I think these are wise words. This comes from, again, Anatomy of Spirit, Carolyn Mace page 61 simplify your spirituality oh my god amen hallelujah simplify i see this a lot side note this part isn't in the book i see this a lot with all these gurus that are coming out because spirituality is becoming so trendy and so cool And, you know, all these people barely know anything, and suddenly they're hanging their shingle out like they're a freaking guru and they're overcomplicating everything. It's not that complicated. All right, back to the book. Simplify your spirituality. Heaven is not complicated. Therefore, one's personal theology should not be complicated. Seek to believe only what heaven has issued as essential. Get rid of the trivial, uh, how did he say it, inessentialism. Uh, I'm trying to remember the quote. Get rid of the trivial many um, is how he said it and focus on the vital few. Um, And I think that's so true. So here are her tips. One, two, three, four, five, six, there's seven. Uh, Hello, simple. (laughs) Here are the seven essential things to your spirituality. So stop overcomplicating it. Number 1. All circumstances can be changed in a moment. Uh hello, we saw that last year with the pandemic. All illnesses can be healed. The divine is not limited by human time, space or physical concerns. So, keep it simple. Be consistent. Live live what you believe. Be your authentic self. Change is constant. Every life goes through phases of difficult change as well as peace. Learn to go with the flow of change rather than trying to stop it from occurring. And hello, this isn't in the book, but again, trying to control the outcome. That's not why we're here. Hello, we're here to grow. Uh, Back to the book. Never look to another person to make you happy. Happiness is an internal personal attitude and responsibility ding 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 that's cultivating your chi it's about the internal world not the external world uh back to the book (laughs) life is essentially a learning experience every situation every challenge and every relationship contains some message worth learning or teaching to others oh my gosh yes yes Stop focusing on the negative. Stop focusing on the things that don't serve you. Stop focusing on the things that are disrupting your life. Take a step back, turn around on the mountain and say, what gifts are these experiences giving me? Positive energy works more effectively than negative energy in every single situation. And then finally, live in the present moment and practice forgiveness. If those aren't the seven best tips, right there. (laughs) And I'll tell you, uh, the line that she talks about positive energy. Oh my God. When you cultivate your chi and your instrument is calibrated and you're focusing from a positive state of mind, things work more smoothly in your life. Things go more easily. You transmute what you would technically deem as negative, which there's no such thing. But you technically, uh, the or the things that are technically deemed negative, you transmute them much more quickly and you're able to see the light in them. So this is what I want you to do. This is what I want you to think about. I had Adam Banning Harmon on the show a couple of weeks ago and he was talking about parallel lives and a lot of people emailed after that show and they were like, wait, What? How can we be living all these different lives? Like, how does that work exactly? And how do I pick the life that's easier than this one? Well, there's nothing wrong with the current one that you're living in. You've got to be able to take a step back and and see the gifts that are in it. What is it teaching you? What are some really rad things that you're learning from it? Oh, my God. Every single day, I have a joy journal. I've talked about these on the show. Every single day before I go to bed, Sometimes I'm so tired, I'll do it in the morning. But I, I really look at my day and I, I think about okay, what were the really quote unquote shitty things that happened today? Okay, great. Man, I'm so thankful for that because of what did I learn from it? What did it teach me? What will I not do in the future because of it? So, you know, you have to really be able to, to take a step back. So, anyways, he was talking about parallel lives and people were like, well, I want to be on the better life. Like, I don't want to be on this. Well, that doesn't exist. So, How does that work, first and foremost? I heard a really great description. I was watching a documentary the other day. I apologize. I can't remember what the hell it was called. I think, actually, no, I do kind of remember. It was on Amazon and it was called Life After Life Tragedy by Design. That's what it was called. And this woman was explaining how parallel lives exist. If you imagine a home, And there are electrical outlets all throughout the home. And at any given moment, you can plug a lamp into those outlets and the lamp will turn on. But if you go down to the electrical box, that is what's providing the energy source to all of the electrical plugs. So the electrical box is your soul and the electrical plugs where your lights are, where your lamps are, are the individual parallel lives. Boom. I mean, hello. What a great way to put that, right? Not my own, stole it from the, the documentary, but man, is it a great explanation of parallel lives. Number two, people often email me and one, they struggle with, well, I can't cultivate my chi. Yes, you can, everybody can. You just have to do the work and take the time and get out of your stupid busy bubble or your procrastination. I find a lot of people do that too, but they don't understand the point of it all. And so you have to look at your spirituality as a spectrum. So if you look at it from like uh, envision a funnel, where at the top, the mouth of the funnel is quite wide and the base of the funnel is quite narrow. When you're first starting out on your spiritual journey, you're at the narrow point. It's dark, it's cold, it's scary, it's unknown. Nothing makes sense. You're like, why the hell am I here? I wanna be in that other life where it's abundant and happy and bright, right? <laughs> well, as you grow and as you learn more things, you read more spiritual texts, you listen to shows like this, you work with um, spiritual people who have done the work and you know worked the path, you start to advance to the larger part of the funnel where there's more light. So if you can envision that you're in a dark space and the more you grow and expand and learn and open yourself up to spirituality, and remember, let's not make it complicated, but as you go to the wider side of the mouth, it gets brighter and brighter and more light comes into your life and you're more in flow so that is why you want to cultivate your chi because what it does is it takes you out of the base of the funnel lifts you up and puts you to the brighter side the the bigger side of the funnel where more divine source light comes to you and that's what I'm recommending that all of you do I'm hoping that the the text that I shared with you today go out and buy them um, they're great books. They're they're uh, great sources of inspiration, and they're great reading for that first thing in the morning. I recommend everybody does that because that will really ground your day. But the the more important thing is is that that's why you want to take time every single day to cultivate your chi because it puts you to the larger side of the funnel. It keeps you in a place where you feel safe and secure. You don't feel uncertainty and I think what is most important about this time that I'm seeing a lot of people struggle with is trust. You are so scared to surrender and let go of the old way and you're lacking trust. I'm seeing this with my friend who's out of work, who's freaking out. Oh my God, he's so worried. Nothing's going right. blah blah blah. He's so worked up in a froth that he can't see the forest or the trees. Now, if he would take a step back, turn around on the mountain and just take a breath and then take a leap and trust, oh my gosh, everything would open up for him. Everything would be so much better. But he's so worked up and he's, he's up in that beta mind and he's at the bottom of the funnel. He cannot see the light. So if you're listening to this today... You were brought to the show for a reason. You're listening to this information for a reason. Your divine light source is wanting you to hear this information so that you go out and you take action, that you relax a little, you know, and again, I get it. Amy is very anxious and I have to give it to that girl. She is doing the work. Everything that I tell her to do, everything that I tell her to try, she does and it works. It helps with her anxiety. The things that I've listed today are the things that I've given to her and it is a day-to-day practice. It's not that she does it today and she's fine next week. It's literally a day-to-day practice. But if you do that, if you take the time to cultivate your chi, it keeps things more at a level pace as opposed to that really high frenetic pace where you feel out of control. Try to take time every day to write down in a journal. I don't like journaling. I can't stand writing pages and pages and pages of (laughs) blah. It's not my thing at all. But man, sign me up for a joy journal. I love writing down four to five things where I'm like man this was really kick-ass you know this person yelled at me today this person cut me off like I love putting that in there and saying but man it was awesome because of this it forced me to slow down or it forced me to get into a better lane or it made me change my mind because of so it helps me to find the the joy in it and what's really great is that if you do it before you go to bed whatever you do Uh, Wayne Dyer talked about this all the time is that you always want to do spiritual and high level things just before you go to bed because your mind works on those things while you sleep so if you go to bed with uh, joy and gratitude that means that your your mind works on those things and you wake up in a state of joy bar none it's the best way to wake up so I recommend that you do that but if you are feeling these things if you are feeling um like things are out of control and you're feeling judged or whatever the the emotion is one it's a below the cross emotion so step out of it give yourself 30 days to not give a shit what anybody else thinks of you do what works best for you take a breath really sit in the emotion of what is it that i need for me and what is my truth not anybody else's not what the media is telling you not what the government's telling you not what facebook's telling you what is your truth And then follow that. All right. All right, everyone. Today was a ramble gamble on hopefully some hope and faith and upliftment. I'm hoping that you're motivated. I hope you're fired up to go out and, you know, take some uh, radical action to start putting some more positivity into your life. If you have uh, a need for a feng shui consultation, you can always go over to my website at gatesinteriordesign.com. Um, we've got the, we've completely revamped the whole website. looks pretty rad, actually. I'm really liking it. I like the new, I I like the new feel. Uh, we do have online booking. So if that's something that you're interested in, like for a design consultation or anything like that, pretty much our whole business is online now, which it has been for a long time, but you know, the pandemic just was like, oh, cool. Look, you have online services. (laughs) And don't forget, uh, my online course, top five disruptors is on sale until the end of April. Alright everyone, if you do like the show, be sure to subscribe, leave us a note, we love to hear from you. And hey, trust the vibe, because the energy never lies.